Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the title of today's show is going to be called The Last Ambush. Now, I have with me today my brother in Christ and good friend, Many Rounds, who you guys have heard before. He's no stranger to Innocence Redeemed. However, we've been talking behind the scenes about what's been going on with Israel and in the Middle East. And, you know, we've seen a lot of gruesome pictures coming out in the media as to what the Palestinians are doing and vice versa. There's a lot of confusion. There's also a lot of blind support without understanding what's actually happening here. I want to be clear when I say, before I start this today, that this is not between supporting Palestinians or Jewish people. It's not anti-Semitic. It's n- it, there is nothing like that that's going on here today. Israel is the Holy Land. However, it's important to recognize that God has, and he is using nations around them to judge his own land, because there is a lot of idolatry going on over there. There's rabbis running around saying that you shouldn't be supporting one Jew, you should be behind all of us. Um, We all know that they're building a temple that will be torn down at some point. A temple that is not for Jesus. And actually, this has been known for quite some time now. And what we need to recognize is God has judged Israel before. If you look through the book of Ezekiel, if you look through the book of Amos, if you look through the book of Jeremiah, you can see where God has previously torn down Israel and then he rebuilds it up. He doesn't abandon them completely. He just wants them to repent. And in the same way, what's happening over there is eventually coming over here. You know, I was in prayer the other night and I said, Lord, what's really going on here? And what I felt I heard in spirit was a trap as in a trap has been set. Because you'll hear when I have many rounds on that we're sending artillery and aircraft carriers over to the Mediterranean. And so the question is, when Iran gets involved in this, when sleeper cells come out of the woodwork, are you ready for the last ambush? Because what you see happening over there is coming over here. And in relation to what I was saying, that God will judge his own land, the people of his own land. We look at Ezekiel 7, and I want to read from that really quick. I'm going to read the entire chapter. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Also, thou son of man, thus saith the Lord God, unto the land of Israel, an end. The end is come upon the four corners of the land. Now is the end come upon thee. And I will send mine anger upon thee, and will judge thee according to thy ways, and will recompense upon thee all thine abominations. And mine eye shall not spare thee, neither will I have pity, but I will recompense thy ways upon thee, and thine abominations shall be in the midst of thee, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, An evil, and only evil, behold, is come. An end is come, the end is come, it watcheth for thee, behold, it is come. The morning is come unto thee, O thou that dwellest in the land. The time is come, the day of trouble is near, and not the sounding again of the mountains. Now will I shortly pour out my fury upon thee, and accomplish mine anger upon thee, 
and I will judge thee according to thy ways, and will recompense thee for all thine abominations. And mine eye shall not spare, neither will I have pity. I will recompense thee according to thy ways, and thine abominations that are in the midst of thee. And ye shall know that I am the Lord that smiteth. Behold, the day, behold, it is come. The morning is gone forth, the rod hath blossomed, pride hath budded. Violence is risen up into a rod of wickedness. None of them shall remain, nor of their multitude, nor of any of theirs, neither shall there be wailing for them. The time is come, the day draweth near. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. For the seller shall not return to that which is sold, although they were yet alive. For the vision is touching the whole multitude thereof, which shall not return, neither shall any strengthen himself in the iniquity of his life. They have blown the trumpet, even to make all ready, but none goeth to the battle, for my wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. The sword is without, and the pestilence and the famine within. He that is in the field shall die with the sword and he that is in the city, famine and pestilence shall devour him. But they that escape, of them shall escape, and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, all of them mourning, every one, for his iniquity. All hands shall be feeble, and all knees shall be weak as water. They shall also gird themselves with sackcloth, and horror shall cover them, and shame shall be upon all faces, and baldness upon all their heads. They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed, their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them. In the day of the wrath of the Lord, they shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. As for the beauty of his ornament, he set it in majesty, but they made the images of their abominations and of their detestable things therein. Therefore have I set it far from them, and I will give it into the hands of the strangers for a prey, and to the wicked of the earth for a spoil, and they shall pollute it. My face will I also turn from them, and they shall pollute my secret place, for the robbers shall enter into it and defile it. Make a chain, for the land is full of bloody crimes, and the city is full of violence. Wherefore, I will bring the worst of the heathen, and they shall possess their houses. I will also make the pomp of the strong to cease, and their holy places shall be defiled. Destruction cometh, and they shall seek peace, and there shall be none. Mischief shall come upon mischief, and rumor shall be upon rumor. Then shall they seek a vision of the prophet, but the law shall perish from the priest, and the counsel from the ancients. The king shall mourn, and the prince shall be clothed with desolation, and the hands of the people of the land shall be troubled. I will do unto them after their way, and according to their deserts will I judge them, and they shall know that I am the Lord." And by the way, that means they'll be judged by their conduct. So, it goes to show you that it's prophesied that there is trouble coming. Jacob's trouble is coming. And it's not just coming to Israel. This is going to show up in America. God's allowing it. Because this is part of end time scripture, guys. And if you want to read more about that, including the rebuilding, that's Amos chapters 1 through 9. And then you can also look at Jeremiah 30. And then people have questioned what's going on with Damascus, what's happening in Syria. Isaiah 17 is a good place to start. Now, as far as where is everything leading, I'm inviting many rounds on to give his take and his 
thoughts on recent developments over in the Middle East and what's happening with Israel. Welcome to the show, brother. You just heard me reading from Ezekiel 7. What are your thoughts on what we're seeing right now over with Israel and Gaza and Iran and what's coming here? Well, I think I think it's right on, man. I mean, the uh, I, I have a good hunch and a gut feeling this is the time of Jacob's trouble. I mean, they're they're between a rock and a hard place over there, big time. And uh, I, I don't really see any way they can get out of it now because they've stuck their, you know, I mean, they've tripped the tripwire and uh, stupidly so. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I it, It's just a, you know, overall, I, when you look at the bigger picture of it, it it's, it's, it's kind of trippy how uh, these events are taking place that, are you know dovetailing other events that are supposed to take place and that will cause other events to take place you know i mean regarding america and all that and it doesn't really surprise me that that the middle east would be the catalyst for this whole thing to kick off so because everything you know god's timepiece is israel and uh it's that it's that time i mean we've all seen the warning signs uh, and the different movements of all the different nations and uh at least you know the folks that have been paying attention and uh you know it's, it's trippy man just a little while ago i was you know sitting here and i and i said a little prayer you know before this i thought gosh lord what you know what i hope this goes good and all but um what else you know and it dawned on me i i just happened to realize it was football season Right. And it was like that means something, you know, it means something. And I I thought, well, gosh, you know, football season, football season, you know, this time of year, you've got uh, a lot of folks that go to football games. Right. In, in all the different cities. OK. And, it, you know, it was like thinking, you know, I remember that movie, uh, The Sum of All Fears. When, yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman was getting off the phone with uh, Jack Ryan there. Well, this is that moment, you know? I mean, when, when he got off the phone and looked up around and he's like, oh, man. Well, I think that's where we are, man, but it's going to be a lot worse than that. And um, you know that that um, fella, you be ready on his post, his posting? Yes. And he was he was talking about the suitcase nukes, you know? And he mentioned uh, on his, uh, it wasn't on one of his videos. It, I happened to catch it because you sent it to me. That's right. You sent me that um, posting that he posted on his blog or whatever. Yeah, that um, about, just for all those who don't, who are listening, uh, that was just a screenshot. And actually, I didn't see that. A friend of mine had sent that to me. And it was a screenshot of just a community post. He said, when this begins over here. Right, right. And I was thinking about that too, you know. Uh, it's it's this this whole thing is it is a uh, when you you got to think about what's really going on here in the big in the bigger picture, okay? And uh, you know, I mean, God's going to judge America, okay? He's going to use China and Russia and all those that are allied with them. That that includes Iran and that includes you know all the Hezbollah boys and that 
and and the, and the other guys, you know. And then you've got the cartels, and you've got um, all that going down at the border. And then you've got all these hordes that are coming across the border the last six months, a year, and, and then 10 years before that. But more recently, you've got a whole slurry of foreign nationals that are mostly guys of military age ready to rock and roll, you know. And, you know, they've all been given phones, so they all have comms and whatever else they've been provided, who knows. But it's like our government is is facilitating it and and not necessarily the good side of the government, but, the, you know, the, the dark web side, you know what I mean? I, you know, I mean, there's this big uh, shift to this one world system that they're trying to push down everybody's throats. And how much China and Russia are involved in that, I, I think it's only to it suits them, you know what I mean? As, as long as it suits them, and, and as long as they profit in some way, they'll go along with it. But I, I have a feeling that when it comes down to it, they're really uh, more inclined to remain independent of it to some degree because they don't have any desire to be controlled by anybody, okay, except themselves. But, um, you know, a lot of the heavy leadership that's up behind the shadows, they're they're all on board with it, and they're the ones that are pushing all these buttons, you know. So in, in, to make a long story short, I, I, I can see happening is they're drawing our forces out of our country into areas that can be easily ambushed. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, I want to touch on that for just a second because the other night um, I was sitting here praying about this, and I asked, I said, what's going on with this? And I felt I heard in spirit trap. It's a trap. Exactly. It's it. It's a big trap. It's it's like they've set up they've set up a trap and we stepped right into it. You know, stupidly, our leadership. You know, uh, or or, you know, they they did it. They did it knowing. Okay, and uh, you know they they're complicit in the whole deal. So, and and you know, I, I've like I I had a couple of uh, videos I did. A year, a year ago, um, a year and a half ago, maybe now, but they kind of laid out a little bit of this scenario where, you know, I often wondered, you know, how, how was, how was Russia and China going to pull this off? You know, how, how were they going to get all their gear ready to rock and roll in place to, um, hit us and then invade us and, 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 you know, start to, uh, you know, basically establish their system here in the United States. And, but how are they going to move all their gear? How are they going to move all their troops? How are they going to get all that together without throwing up red flags everywhere? And I think, you know, the way I'm looking at it is they use the Ukraine thing to get us, uh, you know, involved and then suck our munitions dry, which they've done a pretty good job of so far. And not only us, but a lot of Europe too, you know, Britain, Germany, Poland, France, all everybody that's NATO has been throwing weapons at these people. And somebody's making a whole ton of money off all that. And probably a lot of that weaponry is going to other places like to these terrorists that they're just going to bring it back over here and run it up through the border and wait for the phone call. You know what I mean? And or the text message or whatever to set them off. And it and it's not going to be on some day they announce like the other day where they said they're going to have, you know, 
a global day of jihad happiness going on. They have been, by the way, it's worth mentioning, they could even give a, give a code through the media. Yeah, they can do anything they want as far as comms go. And everybody, everybody's probably got, uh, I mean, there's an op order somewhere with all this down on it, you know. And they've got all their ducks in a row. And they know what the plan is. And the thing is, our side doesn't, doesn't know what their plan is and will always be playing catch up no matter what happens. You know, we'll always be... Uh, trying to anticipate what they're going to do, but but you know they 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 have kept this a real close tight secret about what they're doing. But you can see the movements, what's going on, and you can see that they're preparing for this move. And and the thing is, it's sort of like it's got an expiration date. You know, it's, it's perishable. So they have they they get a large mass of folks all ready to rock and roll, like we did at Normandy, and these guys are sitting out in those boats. Well, pretty soon you're just going to have to launch no matter what the weather looks like. You're going to have to go, you know, and that's kind of where they're they're hedging their bets is, is they're trying to keep everything secret as much as possible, at least away from the American public and, and you know, most of the folks. But I, I have a feeling that there's a whole bunch of Intel boys in the Pentagon right now with sphincters tighter than the door on a submarine. You know what I mean? And they're all flipping out because they can some of them I, I imagine can see or they know or they're getting chatter you know uh, over the comms that something's going down and, and a little bit of evidence of that uh i saw something on uh monkey guy monkey yeah monkey works yeah he he had something on his uh site the other day i think yesterday where he was talking about um, there were some aircraft that were uh, some some choppers, okay? And these choppers were not just normal choppers. These these choppers were spec ops guys, okay? And they flew all the way from like uh, Pensacola somewhere. So he was thinking they were SEALs possibly, but whatever, or Delta and SEALs. And they were, they were coming um, all the way from Florida, all the way to Texas, you know, and basically a straight shot, which means that they were being refueled by refuelers. Okay, so that's why that's what led him to believe they were spec ops, because most uh, hops with choppers, you know, on the normal basis, they they don't go very far, and then they come right back. But so anyway, so these choppers are scoping out something going on down in Texas, right? And he was talking also about. Uh, Something about Barrett 50 cals and some other weapons possibly that um, people were buying and then giving them back to somebody. And they were getting paid large amounts of money to do it and all this stuff. I don't remember exactly all the details, but uh, it's enough to say that something nasty is going on down in Texas to, gr to grab the attention of the spec ops boys to get them out there, you know, in force and start looking for something, you know. So I, I don't know what it is, but I know it's not good. So, you know, it, I would imagine that uh, between the cartels and Hezbollah, they're they're doing something in preparation for this whole, uh, you know, tripwire to go off when the, when the time comes. And something that like uh, UV Ready guy, he said, he said that um, when we hit Iran, what did he say? I wrote it down somewhere. Let's see. Well, you and I, before you even get into that, you and I had separately discussed that a few days ago um, behind the scenes. Yeah. We were talking about that very thing and said you were bringing up 
and you're not the first person to even say this, um, I was hearing and discerning the same thing. It's like, we're not sending all that firepower over there for Israel. You mean, are you, no, no. And you just because, said tonight that they're sending a third one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but I, see, the thing is this, you know, it, it, it looks, when you look at it from one side, it looks like, oh, the USA is going to go in there and kick butt, right? And rah, rah, America, and all this jazz. Well, what's really going on, though, that I'm getting is that this is a, that they're drawing them all in there so that they can just take them out. Okay? You've got, in a task, in a carrier task force, you've got anywhere between eight to 10,000 personnel, okay? With the carriers and, 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 the, and the destroyers and the, and the sub hunters and the submarines, okay? You've got about 10,000 people, in, you know, that are, that are, running all that and they all have relatives back at home right and kin that are at home okay so <clears throat> just you know think about this for a second so you've got three carriers now they might wait until there's an apex or a, or a peak point where we have as many uh personnel and gear assembled as as we're ever going to have assembled over there for this op right and that would be the moment that they would hit us is when we got everything there. They're going to wait until we got all of our gear there. And they're going to wait till all the troops that are ever going to get there get there. And all the tanks and all the gear, hardware, you know, armor and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to wait until everything's there in place. And then when it's all there, then they can just get it all in one, in one fell swoop, boom, done. You know, a few missiles with some nuclear tips and it's over in 20 minutes. And then... You know, God help Israel then, because we're not going to be there. And it's pretty much just how the scripture says, you know, that, that uh, they're going to be on their own and running for the hills. And, uh, you know, like Jesus said, flee to the mountains, you know. And well, most people don't understand that this is being allowed because it is biblical prophecy and he's bringing Israel to repentance. Right, right. I mean, I don't think this is going to go good for Israel at all. You know, there's a lot of folks that say, oh, well, God would never, you know, he, he's going to protect them no matter what and all this stuff. Yeah, he's going to protect a remnant. And it says, I don't exactly know in the scripture, but it's that Israel will become lean, lean meaning there won't be too many of them left. Well, know? Amos 1 through 9 is key also. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to read that one. Yeah, because in the end, he, he, he has them rebuild the temple because the temple they're building is not for Jesus. It's for the object of desecration. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, because at, at some point, you know, the, the thing is, Jesus said, "You will not see me henceforth until you, you know, you, you come calling me in the name of the Lord." Right? When he was looking at the temple in Jerusalem before he went in there, when they threw up um, palm leaves and stuff, you know, underneath the donkey and all that. To welcome him in as, as the king, right? But before he did all that, he wept. He sat there and he wept because he knew what was going to happen. And, you know, he said, you know, I, I would have gathered you like chicks, you know, like a hen gathers chicks, but you would not have it. And so now, you know, you didn't realize the time of your visitation, right? Well, they're not going to realize the time of their visitation until their back's up against the wall. And, uh, and then... Somehow, I, I don't know, the Lord may drop uh, an anointing on him or, or reveal it to him in some way that Jesus was the Messiah. 
and they will call out to him. And when they call out to him, you know, that's when he comes. So, you know, I, I would say it's still a while off, but at some point here, you know, I, this is a setup too. I think this is like setting up the whole peace agreement that Israel is going to somehow make with these people. It is. Okay. And when they do that, the United States is somehow going to be involved. Okay. Now our country is going to be going under some tremendous convulsions by then, I would imagine. And there's going to be some trouble at home, you know, but, um, somehow some way our ambassadors or our state department is going to be involved in this agreement and there, and because of the war is going to be so horrendous everybody's going to be eager to make a peace agreement you know and then they'll they'll make this peace agreement and the lord said you know you don't touch the apple of my eye man and you're not going to divide my my land and 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 then boom that's when the earthquake hits here man and splits this country in half and uh, and shortly after that will be the time when, uh, you know, the Russians and the Chinese uh, run the rest of their op. If they're, they've started their op already, that's just, the, you know, the, the more the middle stages of it all. But um, but when Europe sees what happens to this country, they're going to be a lot more eager to capitulate to the Russians and the Chinese and and. You know, there's going to be some. There's going to be a lot different composition of Europe after all this is done, and you're going to see North Koreans in there, and you're going to see, you know, people from China in Europe, and you're going to see uh, Russians in Europe, and and I mean, they're going to they're going to restructure the whole place. But but that would be after we get attacked. You know, that would be after we get so hammered that it scares them so bad because. They're like, well, we we don't want that happening to us, you know. So we're gonna agree to capitulate to you guys soon, and hopefully live happily ever after. But that ain't gonna happen either, you know. So, because eventually, I I don't know what what all causes it, but it's probably over some oil and resources and things like that that Russia will eventually. I mean, we if we like like Philip Barnett was saying, if we if we nuke Russia, okay, then. You know, Russia's gonna. It, it's gonna take two minutes for them to figure out, and they're gonna hit us. So that might be that around the same time that, uh, or just after that peace agreement's made. And you know, it could be a few months from now. It could be six months from now. It could be next summer. I don't know. But in light of some things, other things that haven't happened yet, I'm thinking maybe it's gonna be somewhere in the neighborhood of. June or so, you know, next year. Well, we have to talk about also how they want to go about clamping down the fist, and what better way to do that than to allow the chaos, because remember, order out of chaos, and you can see tonight how Iran's coming out saying, oh, if Israel goes into Gaza, then we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Well, if that happens, then you know it's going to be on. Oh, yeah. Exactly, and then because you know, and then if stuff ta- happens here, it'll be this fur the patriotic thing. Oh, we have to do something. We have to do something. They hit us. It's like, well, that's exactly what they want you to do. But you need to remember right. that Russia and China are on the side of our aggressors, which would be in that case Iran, Syria, and whoever else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a feeling we're going to lose a few ships right off the bat, and I don't know if we're going to be so eager to send 
three more carriers back over there. You know what I mean? After that. And by then the whole thing might be over anyway. And there'll be a, a, some edict come out of the UN or whoever that says, Hey, halt, stop, you know, hit the brakes. Let's, let's talk this over now because we don't want to, we don't want any more nuclear weapons going off right now. And that's when they might come to the table finally and make this peace agreement, you know, but yeah, this is a big lure to get us over there, I think, and and then take us take out take out a good hunk of our forces, and um, you know diminish our ability to project any power. So we'll be weaker. We'll be a lot weaker after that. I mean, you think about it. Three carriers. That's one quarter of our carrier force. And yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, and then not only that, but then you've got China that is going to probably kick off Taiwan, and then they're going to pull all of our Navy that's out there into that fiasco, and they're going to get sunk, okay? And then they're probably going to take Guam. They're going to take Diego Garcia. They're going to take – they're going to hit Japan probably because Japan's going to be in on this on our side at this point. But later, I think they capitulate over to the the Chinese and Russians, but – and I don't know the reasons for that. It might be a, a big earthquake hits the place and nobody else is going to come to save them except China. But um, so they're going to buddy up, but they're going to take, they're going to hit Hawaii, you know, and po- possibly Alaska and possibly uh, maybe San Diego, you know, knock out. But, you know, it's hard to say exactly how that's all going to work out, but we might get hit in some of our ports as a result of this Iran thing going on right now with Israel, because if Iran goes in there and, and starts attacking Israel, you know, directly, well, the United States, they've already got their, you know, they've got their foot in their mouth already. So they're going to have to do something. And that's when, you know, we might send a few planes off in there to do some stuff. If we bomb, we bomb Iran. It's then it's on here in the United States. Okay. Let me ask you something. I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to bring something up because a sister texted me something earlier. She said that uh, it was a gentleman named Benjamin Faircloth. He had a word in 2012 that when Israel strikes Iran, America's financial spigot will be turned off. What's your thoughts on that? Because I remember in the Al-Cuppet prophecy you read, um, you were talking about that being the start of things. Well, yeah. He said, what you're seeing in the Middle East will soon be here, right? Watch out for Iran. When we bomb them, they will suitcase nuke us. So the suitcase nukes, you know, per what he said before, we're going to be set off in the financial districts of all those cities. Okay. Okay. So that clarifies it. So, you know, that's going to take out our finance. It's going to just create a whole confusion of, uh, you know, our government's going to be just backpedaling big time, trying to sort it all out at the same time, trying to set up some sort of, quick reaction force against what's going on here in the United States with all these terrorists just going willy nilly killing everybody, you know? And, and I mean, if you're, if you're a first responder, you know, if you're a police officer and you're a sheriff, you're uh, you work in hospitals or you're the staff on a hospital, uh, you need to get yourself t- together and you need to prepare now. I mean, you need to make, uh, some extra plans, make some, some extra gear here and there or whatever, stash it. Don't put it all in one place, but, and, and warn your families, warn your people, people that work under you to be really vigilant and um, 
I mean, because when these people hit these places, it's going to be merciless, you know, and they know what they're going to do. And the thing is, we don't exactly know what's or how they're going to do it. There's a thousand ways to kill someone, you know what I mean? Or more than that. I don't know. But uh, it's just going to be havoc. You know, they're going to create so much havoc. They're going to knock out power, possibly mess with water supplies. They're going to do stuff terrorists and guerrillas do, you know. And these people are experts at this stuff. These people are highly trained, well-coordinated, well-led, you know, operatives. I mean, these people are very good at what they do. And, and when you look at the whole thing in the in the bigger scope of things, this operation, it's probably the largest military operation ever in the history of the world, okay, that these guys are conducting. And they're doing a very efficient job of it. And our country has confusion of face, you know. Everything that they're doing is wrong because they have rejected God and his guidance and wisdom. And so everything they're doing is on their own strength from whispers of the evil ones. You know what I mean? So everything they do, they, they can't help but do wrong. And, uh, and if they repented, things would turn over, you know, immediately. Boom. You know, things would change. I mean, there would just be all these changes all around the, in the country. If the country only repented, if we all got down on our face and, and cried. That ain't going to happen. So we're reaping. This is the reaping. And there's no stopping it now. You've got, um, I mean, any minute, any hour from now, I don't know. But if Iran goes in, if if Israel goes in there, I mean, it's it's almost like they have to now because they said they were going to. Unless there's some miraculous delay by some diplomat somewhere that has enough ponies to say stop let's talk this over you know but that's only going to delay it i mean it's still going to happen but at least it would delay it so these people can you know examine the situation that they um unknowingly got themselves into so they can hit the brakes back up a little bit think about it you know because you're talking about some major destruction of a lot of things and and you know the world is going to change overnight. And, uh, I mean, oh, man. But I, I, to get back to the, the football thing, you know, I was, it, it hit me like, like I'm thinking football, football. It's football season, right? You've got all these people that are going to these stadiums right now, right? Now, I don't know how many, I, I didn't look into it yet, but if, you know, anybody knows off the top of their head how many, people are, are in attendance any given Sunday on a, at a football game in these cities that um, UB Ready was talking about that are going to get hit in the financial district, right? Well, the financial district of these cities can't be very far from the stadium. You know, usually the stadiums are right down there near the downtown of the city, you know, and like the Coliseum in LA and all the, I mean, I, I think, I, I'm not exactly sure where that is, but uh, I haven't followed football in years, so I, and I know they've done some changes to the names and places, and, and teams have gone to different cities and all this stuff. But I, I don't know anything about it really. The last game I watched was when Elway was playing in Denver, you know. But uh, um, 
it's it's just that they're targets too you know what i mean they're ripe juicy targets with a lot of people in them and if you set off a small suitcase nuke somewhere uh you know near a financial district or whatever it's going to affect if i mean god forbid i hope it doesn't happen but let's say that on some sunday that's when these guys get to call or they get to call on a saturday all right we're going to do this tomorrow and tomorrow happens to be a sunday and then everybody's attending these games and then boom you know you've got some serious havoc right now what do you think that's going to do to the morale of all those troops that are over there in the med right now and in the persian gulf and in poland and in you know ukraine and everywhere else that they're going to instantly go oh my gosh you know i want to go home i want to go home you know and they're not going to be able to go home they're going to have to do their job now that's going to be hard for them to do because their minds are going to be shifted violently with a trauma that is going to affect their performance on whatever job they do. That's just the way it goes, you know, and it's going to take a while, possibly a couple of days for them to regain their focus like it was. And that would be the perfect time to hit them is when they, their, their morale is down, their focus is lost and they're grieving, you know, and they don't know, they can't even get a hold of anybody over here now because the comms are all down. And, the, you know, the cities are in, 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 a, in a state of chaos. Well, you know, that's that's but on the, when you're looking at it from the Chinese Russian direction, that's the perfect scenario that they want in order for them to continue to conduct the ops that they're conducting. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, that's how they I mean, you know, if you have to think like a military commander but you know on the enemy side you know what what is the best way for them to hit us it was the easiest way for them to cause some havoc you know and our children are our most valuable asset they should be anyway and i have a i have a feeling that they're going to hit like they hit over in israel they 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 were they were trying to focus on some of the schools over there and kids you know they took out infants and stuff like that and nothing affects the morale of a, of a nation more than you know the destruction of some of their children you know when it, it's the most evil dastardly deed you can imagine to be done but these people don't care man these people are they're wolves these people are wolves and you know what what better way to to basically wipe out the morale of the whole country than to wipe out uh you know a lot of students or kids at schools all around the country. And, you know, what, what is that? It's just going to devastate the country. So I'm just saying, you first responders, you people in school, you teachers, staff, all those people, they need to be on their game too, because <clears throat> those schools are targets, you know? And, um, you know, that would be one of the elements I would, I would think that they would use against us to affect our ability to cope and, and to deal with the issues at hand, which are going to be plenty. Well, you were bringing up that uh, Iran would be hit by Israel, but what would cause that? What do you think would bring that on? Oh, let me make that clear then. That was what UB Ready said. He said, when, when we bomb them, okay, we meaning the United States, okay, 
they will they will use the suitcase nukes against us because this is what's going to happen. Iran gets involved. Okay, they're going to go in there, and they're going to start really pummeling Israel pretty hard, man. Israel's going to be overwhelmed. It's it's going to be if we don't intervene, it's going to be over for Israel right there. So the United States is probably going to launch a whole you know series of sorties into Iran and and try to stop the flow of the arms and and the armament, the armor right there in their tracks. And as soon as we do that, then they're just going to make that, they're going to, you know, flip the switch and send that signal over here to the operatives that are sitting here hidden away in, you know, all these cities. And they're just going to start, they're going to start their op and hit us pretty hard, man. You're talking about 31, I think, nukes going off in this country all at the same time. Boom. Right. And that's going to be devastating. And that will really affect the morale of those boys in those boats. That's what I'm getting at, you know, and the guys that are on the ground, all the troops, all the commanders, everybody. It's going to affect everybody over there. And the news is going to be flashing back and forth, but we're not going to be getting any of it, you know, because the comms are going to be down. We're not going to know what the heck's going on. We, We can know what's going on by what we know right now. We can see what the Lord told us and, and what different uh, prophets have received to tell us about these things, you know, and, and have a general idea of the order of events. And eventually some news will come out, you know, some news will come in through radio and shortwave and this and that, and, and, we'll, and we'll begin to piece together some of the stuff that's going on. But the, how we're going to find out is there's going to be a checkpoint at the end of the road that wasn't there yesterday. You know what I mean? And the store isn't going to be available just to go walk in anymore. There's going to be three platoons of bad guys standing there saying, uh, let me check your papers, you know, or whatever. And you will you can get two apples, you know, three oranges and, and uh, a pack of beanie weenies. But that's all you're going to get today, sir. You know, sorry. But the store has been commandeered by the United States government or whatever. You know, so that's that's how we're going to find out. How, how things are going on. And there might be some disease also running around the whole country at the same time. You know, they'll whoop up the fervor about some terrible, you know, blood-wasting disease that eats people up or whatever, and everybody's laying around dead, and they're going to quarantine whole states, you know. So, I mean, it's going to be a nasty time, brother. And, I mean, this this place will be turned into a police state overnight. Boom, done. You know, they'll come on the radio or whatever, and they'll say, this is the new rules. And, and they've all got, they got this all written down, planned out, ready to go, you know? You know all they got to do is read it over the airway, and uh, that'll be that. And goodbye, Constitution. Well, you were making a good point about them coming for the guns, too, during all this. You want to go over that? Well, because of all the violence and everything, you know, that's going to be happening, you're going to have... I mean, already, I've noticed... There's there's a lot of violence and a lot of crazy behavior that's happening throughout the country right now in schools, between neighbors, you know. Uh, I mean, the cops must be beginning to scratch their heads, you know. But I have a feeling that it has something to do with the juice, okay, that everybody got, you know, a year ago or two, whatever. And now it's coming home to roost. And I, and I don't know that it might... It might be some frequency they have released, you know, that's trying to, that's activating some uh, dormant thing inside the stuff. I don't know, but you know, that's been 
said to a possibly a possibility. So I don't count it out. But in any, in any case, it, there's a lot more violence out there. There's a lot more um, really, really odd behaviors to the point where you really better watch your six when you're out and about. You know, you have to be careful and who you talk to and, and what you say, because these people, are, you know, some of the video I've seen, they just suddenly go off. Or there'll be a, you know, a knockdown drag out fight between people that, you know, used to be, you know, pretty amiable but they're just they're just going off and these people are just like getting set off and uh you know i mean the cops have to be careful you know now really careful i mean because you know there's something weird going on so you know just uh just be careful wasn't there also a point where you were talking about um a video you saw with uh traffic where that was held up on like a New York expressway or something. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, um, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's a rehearsal. You know, I mean, there was a, on Hal Turner's site. Okay. There was a article he had up that had a video of these guys on some New York, uh, freeway. Uh, they basically sashayed back and forth, you know, across all the lanes and slowed everybody down. And then they started doing donuts out in front of them. Right. And these guys were hanging out of the car and this car was a nice car. It, it was like a Camaro or a charger or some car that has a lot of horsepower because they were just squealing donuts, you know, in circles, creating all this smoke from their tires and hooing and hollering and yelling out and, and and waving what looked like a Palestinian flag. Now, some folks said it was like a, uh, it possibly could have been a um, Puerto Rican flag or whatever, but it doesn't matter. What matters is how easy it is to shut down traffic and that these guys are going to use, the t- these terrorists are going to use the same tactics, okay, and basically slow everybody down on some freeways, get them to stop, jump out of the van or vehicle or whatever it is with their AK-47s and walk down the aisles of, of, of these cars that are just sitting there as sitting ducks. And they're just going to, you know, spray windshields, man, until, you know, they're tired, I guess. And then they're going to go back in their van and they'll probably park that van in such a position where they can get to an off-ramp that's right ahead of there real quick that they already had planned out. And they'll be able to go off and, you know, escape and, and dodge the authorities because the authorities are going to take forever to get there because they're going to be busy with problems of their own. You know, these people are going to hit police stations and hospitals and all this other stuff. So who knows when the cops will ever get there? And, you know, the only thing they may they may have to worry about is a helicopter. But, you know, how much can a helicopter do unless it's a gunship, you know, but but they're just going to go off to their next mission, whatever that is. And they're just going to continue this, you know, tirade all across, you know, a certain area that they've been assigned to do, to do this in. So, you know, that was a rehearsal. I, I, immediately when I saw it, I was like, that's just a rehearsal. That's a rehearsal. That means, you know, that they, they're, they're practicing their, their techniques, you know, or what they're going to do. And they've been doing that for a while. I mean, look at all these different things and incidences that have been going on across the country with, 
burning uh, food processing plants and and rail problems and all these little th- all these little indicators, you know, to, to you know this these are all just you know some of this is rehearsal, some of it is actual missions they're doing, but um, it's it's all just to basically get this country in a state of total and utter chaos. But um, you know, so if you're on the freeway, you know. Uh, and something like that happens. You, if you're, you know, you need, you need to, this is the kind of thing about being situationally aware of your surroundings, you know, stay off the phone. You have the radio down low, maybe even lower your wind, your window down a little bit so you can hear what's going on around you and look around in in the, when you're driving, you know, look at all the other drivers and look at certain vehicles, you know, like vans and, uh, car loads of uh, dudes that look like you know not not friendly people you'd invite over for dinner, but people that mean to do harm. You know, I mean, cartels, whatever. You know, these guys are they're they're trained and they got lots of money to spend on all this kind of gear. You know, that that blurb I was telling you about in Texas. You know, with the fifty cows, that's bad news, man. You know, if those 50 cows can go through an engine block, no problem. And, you know, you have to have some serious, uh, thick uh, barrier between you and it uh, to protect you from any of that. Because a 50 cow, you're talking about a serious, you know, piece of ordinance there. That they, they, I mean, the U.S. military doesn't use them for nothing because they have a, they penetrate a lot of stuff. And they'll just tear something all up. In, the, in seconds, they, they can cut a car in half, no problem. Just, you know, and, uh, you know, so if you're, you know, let's say you're on a freeway, okay, and you start to see something up ahead that looks a little squirrely, and then you start to hear some gunfire, and I mean a lot of gunfire, okay, get your car, open the door, grab your bag you prepared beforehand, it's sitting on the passenger seat, you know, or right there in between the seats, whatever, and get off the freeway. Just somehow look for traffic. Don't panic. Just look left, look right. And then maybe grab some lady or something to help her over and out. You know, I don't know if you're a guy, you know, do what you can. But and if you're armed, thank God you are. And then you can deal with the problem, you know. But that's the kind of thing that the American people are not ready. It's sort of a same scenario that happened over in Israel. These people were partying, having a good time. Their guard was down. They were not situationally aware of what's happening. They were even filming these guys coming in on those uh, hang gliders going, oh, that's cool, you know, and laughing about it. But a few minutes later, they were not laughing. They were running for their lives, you know, and that's that's the kind of scenario. And it could be sudden, you know, we've we've talked about 9-11 before and what everybody was doing that morning. And we all remember where we were. And everyone yeah. was caught off guard. You know? Nobody expected it. it. It took them a long time just to spool up an F-16, you know. Now, there's something wrong with that picture, you know, big time, to, to cover Washington and uh, get it, you know, get them out. I mean, the news choppers were, were up in the air, you know, before the Air Force. So what does that tell you? Well, they were in a drill that morning and told to stand down from what I remember. Yeah, there was a lot of shenanigans going on that day. But there's all this havoc that's already beginning. 
you know, so, and all of that is, is coming to a head at some point, you know, it's just going to be, oh, the guns, we we're talking about the confiscation of the weapons. Um, they're going to do it. They are going to go house to house and they're going to, uh, you know, um, they're going to justify it some way uh, with. Uh, well, they're going to name everybody know. a suspect. They already had that in place after uh, 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, too, that the economy is going to be toast, right? So everybody's going to be getting hungry and everybody's going to be uh, a lot more willing to, to sacrifice a few rights. That, too. For food, okay? And, and they're going to be told, well, if you don't go along with this program, you won't be able to, to participate in the new system, you know, and all that jazz. So, and, uh, and if, you, if you give us information about people that are resisting, we will give you compensated uh, credits towards your account, you know, and we'll take care of you. That'll you know? be the persecution. So people are gonna, yeah, going to snitch on their neighbors about, you know, well, these people are Christians or these people have guns or these people um, are patriots or whatever, you know, and uh, and they'll go, oh, well, thank you very much for coming in and telling us. And then they can go out and send out a squad to go get them, you know, and throw them in the barbed wire pen, you know. But, and they'll kill them too, by the way, while they're at it. Yeah, I mean, if they if they stop being useful, then boom, done. <laughs> you know, their usefulness is their their life. If, once they become a a liability instead of an asset, it's over for them. So, but they will do that. And you know, the whole idea is to reduce the population down, also, and um, facilitate this whole transformation of the country into a gigantic communist police state so yes and it's worth mentioning that while this is going on chase bank has been getting the cbdc ready there's been a few things happening while this has been going on while everyone's fixed on what's going on over in the middle east there's been little things happening here and there and i've always said before keep your attention on the three things that are also going on other than the elephant in the room yeah right because there's always a diversion going on i'm not saying you don't keep an eye on what's going on it's important yeah it plays into it but look at what else is happening behind the scenes at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh this is the time, brother. You know, this is the time. So, uh, I, you know, I, get as ready as you can for it is what I say. Get, try to get all your ducks in a row. Stay away from large gatherings of people. Uh, you know, if, if you haven't got the urge to move out of a city, um, I, I, you know, uh, well, I pray, you know, pray, pray, because cities are not going to be good. They're already not good. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in one. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm grateful to the Lord that I'm not living in a city right now. And, uh, you know, um, pray for the folks you know that are. If you're, if you're not, then pray for the folks you know that are your relatives and loved ones or whatever to um you know have the courage to get up and get out of there and um and you know worship and church it, the church is going to be like hidden away now because there's going to be this exposure of a whole bunch of churchy places that are up to no good you know and the you know, the Lord separating the sheep from the goats in that respect. And, and 
you know, you, you're going to have to meet in, in secret, like they did in the day, in, in the day, or you know, or like the Jews did in Germany, and and, and the disciples had to do, you know, years ago in the days of Jesus. You know, they had to hide out and meet secret. So, you know, it, but that that's going to make it stronger, and, and that's going to be the real church then. You know, that'll be. There'll be a lot of, uh, there'll be a lot of, there's going to be some good come out of all this too. You know, people are going to get a lot closer to God. People are going to give their life to him because they really, they're going to realize that there is no other way. And, uh, and they're going to give, give their life to him. And that's partly what this is all about too. The Lord's shaking, he's shaking the tree, you know? We had talked about this um, a few days ago. You had said something about, and then the, they're going to rebring in the UFO deception out of the woodwork. Did you want to touch on that for a second? Yeah, they'll probably do that right after the, right after the this this initial war, you know, that, that is coming about, and they'll 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 announce it like, well, these these guys have come, you know, they see the strife we're having, and they're here to help us and all this stuff, you know. And they'll come up with some cock and bull story about where they're from and how they've been helping us all this time and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And did you happen to hear that uh, Musk is running around telling people oh, the, that the rapture is going to occur soon? How does he know? Well, I don't know. But it, it, it's, it's just all conditioning for something they're going to do, you know, and whatever it is they do, you know, people, I mean, people might get snatched, you know. These entities, these little ships you're going to see running around all over the place, um, they're just going to be snatching people, you know, right out like in that movie, War of the Worlds, where they were, you know, flying over and, and snatching people. Or, or, there was another movie, man, with uh, Harrison Ford, and it was a cowboy movie, kind of, but it was about uh, these uh, kind of like dragonfly UFOs that flew over and snatched people up. Not sure if I saw that one. It's a few years ago, and uh, I saw it in a magazine. I read about it in a magazine, uh, Cowboys and Indians. Well, you know, you bring up that that, that and the sum of all fears, and one thing I've said before is they always try to tell us what they're going to do before they do it. Right, right. They're coming for dinner, and we're on the menu, and that's that's the bottom line. So don't trust anything they say. Don't believe a dang word they say. Don't sit there and watch whoever it is speaking on the TV, because these guys are going to be given a, a power that comes from witchcraft or whatever. It's going to be very convincing and very mesmerizing and very soothing to your flesh, but it's a, it's a lie right straight out of hell and don't believe it. You know, don't, don't fall for any of that, you know, um, use the word of God and, and, and combat that and, and rebuke it and use the Lord's name and call for his blood for protection and all of that, you know, pray over your home, anoint your home. I mean, you know, uh, do, do, do what it says in the word, what you're supposed to do and, um, you know, stay clean and, and God will keep you, you know. And until you, it's time to go home. And for some folks, you know, that, I mean, you know, people, they talk about the rapture, right? Well, how, I don't know if there were any, but there probably were 
several Christians over there in Gaza or in, in Israel, you know, the day this, this attack hit. And, you know, th there was no rapture to protect them or take them out. You know what I mean? And, then, and there's Christians in Ukraine dying and in Russia dying. You know, some of those soldiers have probably... I was saying that... Christian. Yeah, well, I was saying that to a brother the other day. Can you imagine what these poor people over there are going through? Just the innocent. There's Christians over there on both sides in both countries. In all those countries, there's Christians. People don't aren't aware of that, but there are. Yeah. And they've right. been suffering over there, there for years. Yeah. There are brothers and sisters. And, you know, and, and it's, it's an American thing, this, this rapture garbage, you know? It's an American malady. That because other nations they don't they don't buy into that at all. They've read the scriptures and the scriptures say to them, you know, you will be persecuted for my namesake. Some of you they were going to take and put you know put you to death. You'll be hated of all men for my namesake. Well, what about uh, Revelation you know. six? What about Revelation six alone, where you know, Lord, when are you going to avenge our deaths? And he gave them white yeah, robes, right. and they were told to rest a little longer until their fellow brothers and sisters who were killed in the tribulation just as they were. Right. Yeah. And we're entering that now. So, you know. Uh, and he said, follow me. And people, I don't think they understand exactly what that meant. Totally. You know, follow him, right? They got to give up the idols. Right. That could mean all the way to the cross. Follow him. You know, follow him all the way to the cross. You know, and which means it, it it may not be an easy way to go for many Christians. You know, and and that uh, that podcast we did with uh, Bob, brother Bob and uh, Al Cuppet. You know? Yeah, that podcast. From, from that was saw, from what they saw, man. Many Christians are going to be put to the ultimate test. You know. And in order to uh, try to get them to be coerced into denying the Lord, and many of them will stand their ground, and some will will capitulate, and they'll be turned into worse demons than anybody else, you know. But it's going to be a rough ride, so you know, get that in, you know, let, just get over that already, you know. It's going to be a rough ride, and you need to be sound and strong in your faith in order to ride it out no matter what happens you know i mean they're going to do stuff like they that they did the other day over in israel to your people right in front of you to get you to try to deny the lord that's what they're going to do these people are you know um and that's what they mean by what you see over there is coming here yeah exactly exactly that's what's going to happen here these guys you know, they're here. The same dudes are here. And some of them are worse. So, you know, uh, cling cling to the Lord, man, with all your might, soul, strength, and everything you got, because he's He's all we have, really. You know, he's all we have. We, he's all we've ever had. We just didn't know that, you know. But really, when it comes down to it, and he's done everything he could possibly do to warn us of it. And including, you know, podcasts like this and, and you know, other brothers, uh, you know, Steve Quayle and Doug Hagman and all those guys, you know, 
that are out there trying to tell folks to wake up, you know? I mean, wake up. Forget about the football. Forget about that garbage, you know? It ain't going to get you nowhere. It's just going to get you, you know, surprised one morning, you know? Oh, why did this happen? What, what's going on? Like those Israelis were surprised. They let their pants down. I don't know what's going on over there in Israel, man, but it ain't good. You know, the, the political situation over there is probably a lot like it is here. And you've got these leaders that are corrupted somehow in some way or compromised. And they have lost, you know, touch with reality. In some well, way. this Something is why. Can, well, brother, this is know, why I opened up with Ezekiel 7, because there's a lot of attitude that Israel can do no wrong. And it's like it's not so much the land. It's the holy land. But it's it's the point that their government is just as corrupt as anywhere else. And you got to understand yeah. who's running the show and pulling the strings here. Yeah, it, it's it's you know it's the same as here, you know, and and the Lord's going to correct them, like he's correct, he's going to correct, he's going to well, he's going to basically wipe this place out, but he's going to give them some slack because they're his people, and he loves they're his kin, you know, those are the kin of Jesus Christ over there. First, I mean, you know, first kin. That's right. right. That's right. You know, and. He's weeping, watching this all happen. And he, like he wept the day he went into the temple. And he said, if only, if only you would have realized the day of your visitation. But now you've, it's left unto you desolate. You know? And he was speaking of, yeah, the Roman thing and all that, you know, back then. But he was also speaking off in the future to the, this day, this time, right now. And those people are going to be running for the mountains, man. When, when Iran and Hezbollah and all those dudes start to come in there, and then they knock the United States out of the picture like a bad tooth, boom, we're going to be go. you know, they're going to be running for the hills because they're going to have nowhere else to go. And uh, God will take care of them out there. He will take care of them like he took care of them in the whole Sinai, you know, uh, 4,000 years ago after they crossed the Red Sea, you know, he will take care of them again. I don't know how, some way, somehow. And that's how he's going to take care of the people here that believe in him and trust in him. Even in this place, you know, there's going to be pockets of believers that are going to be stashed away and and hidden and protected and helping other people that, you know, are desolate. Um, You know, and, and hopefully right up until the time that the Lord returns, you know. And this country will will never ever be great again. But I I believe the Lord will leave a remnant, and and a very humble remnant remnant that is very reverent and very devout and very you know uh, strict. He's been preparing that remnant, and he's also you know trying to get be merciful and get people's attention when they're in the wrong area that he wants them to move. And we talked about that in the last podcast, that there's many who are not wanting to give up where they are or they're, you know, do you have yeah. anything to say about that? Well, I, you know, it's a matter of, uh, you know, how tight people really are to the Lord and how willing they are to obey him when, when he tells them or warns them or gives them an urging or, you know, or, removes the anointing of a place and sends it somewhere else for them to be, 
you know, and if they don't listen, then they will, they will not be blessed like they would have been blessed, you know. Maybe, I mean, people have to trust him. He's a powerful, powerful, most powerful being in the whole universe. And he's rich and he's beyond measure, you know. It's like, it's like, what, you don't think he can do it? You know, you're afraid to go out, get out and leave and go somewhere because you're afraid, maybe, well, how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that? How am I, you're thinking out of the flesh. How is God going to protect me? I'm trusting him. He's going to do it somehow. That's all I need to know. He's going to do it. You know, I had to learn that. I mean, I, I had to step out in faith and walk away. But I trusted God. The know? remnant he's getting and, ready, he's been showing through all of this. That's why we have talked about the wilderness. We've talked about, I've talked about the refining. I've talked yeah. about this for that very reason. Yeah. And I've, t- I've been bringing it up like you need to submit. Yeah. I mean, folks, you know, they, ha- they have to be willing to step out of faith. It's a faith walk. Yeah, it's a faith walk. And he's going to teach you. It's just like when the children of Israel went out to the desert, okay? And they had to learn how to trust him. And some of them, they didn't fare too well. We, we, we do the same thing. You know, we, we're like willing to believe in him and all that. But when it comes time to step out, to walk on the water, it's like, oh, gee, uh, you know. But, but that's where he, he displayed his, his power and his love for them time after time after time. And a little while would go by and they would start to doubt again. And, and they would not realize, you know, the amount of, uh, tender mercies and care and love that he has for them to know somehow, even though it doesn't look like it's going to happen, somehow God is going to, he's, he's going to, he's going to meet you there, you know, and you have to, you have to, it's, it's a big trust muscle workout, man. You have to trust him. You have to learn how to trust him. Cause everybody's like right now, you know, everybody's thinking, well, you know, heck I, I'm, I'm depending on my paycheck and, and this and that. And where am I going to get clothes? And where am I going to get this and that? And all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. How am I going to pay my bills? Blah, blah, blah. All the, you know. And it's like, you don't realize it, but right now even, God is providing all those things for you. You know, he's providing everything you need right now. And you don't think he can do it later? You know, if he pulled you out and threw you out in the middle of the desert, you know, you, you can sit there and go, well, I'm done. Or, God, I'm going to trust you, you know. I know that somehow you're gonna you're gonna feed me out here and you're gonna keep me warm enough to live. You know, I may have to endure a little bit of freezing my buns off, but but I know I'll, I'll make it because I know you're with me, no matter what. And you know, that's the kind of faith. I mean, you looked at the the people in Acts, you know, Paul and all those guys. You know, they had to go through some stuff, but they trusted God. You know, and God pulled them through it all until it was time for them to go home. And so you have to, you know, gosh, it's it's just a matter of realizing who your Lord is, you know, he's, he's God almighty. He can bring down a planet, you know, if he wants, he can, he can open up the earth in front of all your enemies. I mean, that's the kind of stuff he does. And, and, you know, I mean, you run out of ammo, what are you going to do? Well, hopefully, you know, God's going to open up the earth and drag those dudes down there, you know, or or he's going to send lightning bolts in their face. I don't know, but he's going to do something, you know. I mean, he look look at look at what he did for Elijah and all those guys, you know, because because they had the 
they had they knew in their hearts that God was going to be with them. You know, they knew it. They just knew it like they know, you know, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. They just know it. They, you know, look, look how much trust you have to go get in an airplane and go across the country. You're trusting that all the mechanics knew what they were doing. You're trusting that that jet is not going to have a malfunction. You know, you're trusting that a lightning bolt's not going to go through the fuselage and drop that plane like a rock. You're trusting all that stuff, but you won't trust God, you know, the creator of all the universe. But you're going to trust this man-made piece of junk flying through the air at 400 miles an hour to get you somewhere? Man, you got a lot of faith, brother. You know, you just don't know it. <laughs> you got you to turn that faith and point it toward God. You know, that's all. That's the trick of it right there. We're in the time, brother, so all this stuff's going to come down. And uh, it's it's a wild ride. This is Mr. Toad's wild ride right now. I I did make a little list of the cities again. You know that um, that fellow was talking about that are going to get nuked by uh, suitcase nukes. So think about this. These and these are the teams that go with these cities. Okay, New York City. Okay, gets hit with eight. Now that's the Giants and the Jets. Chicago, five. Five weapons, okay? That's the Bears. Miami, two. That's the Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dallas, two. That's the Cowboys. Las Vegas, Raiders. Okay, I guess the Raiders moved to Las Vegas. I didn't know that. <clears throat> that's how much I follow it. L.A., eight. That's the Chargers and the Rams. And the Chargers, that was a new one on me, too. Seattle, four. And Seattle's the Seahawks, of course. And that's it as far as um, in those on those targets. But so, you know, if you're a Seahawks fan or you're a Cowboy fan or whatever, you know, stay home. Just stay home. You know, watch it on TV if you have to watch it. But um, I would just stay home. Pray about it, you know, because. I don't know what day this is going to go off, you know, but I know that as soon as soon as the United States of America hits Iran in some meaningful way, it's on right then. It could be any minute after that. Okay, so pay attention. What the heck's going on over there? You cannot have enough discernment during this time. Enough wisdom. No. And give thanks for that wisdom enough. No. Yeah. Once in a while, dude, I get a heavy wave, man, of. You know, it's like a dread. It's like, I just, I don't know. It's just like you can feel the heaviness of something going down. And and uh, how are you sleeping? You know, I, I, I'm i not sleeping too good right now. I'm not know. sleeping very good either. It's very intermittent. Yeah. I wake up and I'm like, you know, oh. and my dreams have been really weird too. But, um, you know, I'm not too good either. But anyhow, it's just it's just a very strange time. So, thanks for recapping that thing about the cities too, because I I know we went over that in June. You brought that up. I, what was the name of that show we did? Um, the name of that show was In the Day of Visitation. Oh, okay. That's the one I believe we went over that. Okay. So that's worth right. listening. I'll link to that up on the. Uh, if if people don't follow on the app, I can link that up, up to that on the uh, website. Okay. 
But she went into that in great detail on that podcast when we did that back in June. I was going to mention, if folks want to see, because I did a couple of videos a while back where one of them is called The Brief, okay? And I did that one early on, and I, and I was trying to get used to the camera and all of that jazz, you know? So it's, it's a little low in volume. But there's a lot of information in there that re- that that is dealing with a lot of what's going on right now. And uh, you went over, I think that was back in May, by the way, and you went over, it's worth mentioning, you did talk about, and actually it was before that, you, before you got your new camera, you were talking about an incursion happening in the Middle East that would set this off, or yeah. could set this off. Yeah, I was talking, uh, it was, um, Sound the Alarm, I think, was part of it. Sound the Alarm. That was the title of my video, <clears throat> and it was part one, two, three, four, four. And I think I had you yeah. on as a guest at that time, too, because we were, you were talking about the very things, or some of them, that you yeah. had gone over in that video. Yeah, yeah I, I went over some of the routes that these invasion guys are going to take, and for us to avoid when they get here, you know, stay out of the way. Just stay out of the way, because they're, they're just going to waylay everything they can that's in their sight. So you want you want to stay out of the way, and uh, and one of them I also had a video called "The Last Ambush," Part One and Two, where I went over a little bit about what's going on over in Europe and, and with Ukraine and all that, and and how they're going to you know um, sink some of our carriers and stuff like that. But anyway, so but you, you have to hit the videos tag on my it says home videos playlist community channels and all that if you hit the videos then they'll all pop up and you can see all the videos you know that i have on youtube but then i have also my other website which i have a link right there on the front page of the home page to the uh fellowship of the fortified tower and on that i have videos that youtube you know wouldn't accept or whatever for whatever reason they I guess they hit a nerve or something, but <clears throat> there's stuff on there that, you know, um, they wouldn't accept, they wouldn't receive it. So, you know, I'm going to come out and say this right now, by the way, also for both you and I, anybody who follows and listens to us, if you're just following on YouTube or listening on YouTube, it would be wise to find one more platform or an additional platform because YouTube is well known for taking things down. And I could see them doing it with what's going on over in the Middle East. They're not, you know, they're about all about taking things down all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But they yeah, can't, think, they can't know, stop the truth. If there's too many people talking about it, you know, more, the good news is more and more people are going to start talking about this. Yeah. And if people have a way of downloading this to a hard, hard drive or something, you know, or whatever, a disc to save it for later. Yes. If you, gonna, if you go to podbean.com and you look up innocence redeemed, you can, if you go to the actual website, there is a link to download it. You right-click, and it will save it as an MP3. Okay. And I think yeah, you use a different. I, you use a few different video sites. I know I have some of my stuff up on Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Because like I can talk about stuff on my other site that I can't talk on YouTube. You know, I can talk um, anything I want over there. You know, and and I do, and I did, and some of that stuff's pretty explosive. You know, uh, but. Uh, there's a couple long videos there, you know, but there's a lot of information I'm trying to get out, you know, so um, I only have so much time to do these things, you know, but yeah, we're running, um, we're running out of time. Yeah. So anyhow, 
And brother, I think we should leave it there for today. Um, okay. I, I do appreciate you coming on and giving your uh, thoughts and discernment on all of this. And should anything else, of course, develop, you're welcome to come on at any time. Okay, you're welcome, man. And uh, God bless you, and God bless everybody out there that's listening. And share this stuff, you know. Share it with whoever you think will listen, whoever has an ear to hear it. That's good advice. Amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that concludes the podcast for this week. I thank you for listening. Jesus bless you. And until next time, stay safe and stay vigilant out there.